welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. And welcome to 2023 Hollow Cult. This is officially our first in-studio recording of the year. And we hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and have started the new year off awesome. Today, I uh, dug into the good old Havana Syndrome a little bit. So we're going to get into that a little bit later on after all of the housekeeping. But before we do that, we got to get through the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord, pretty much anywhere. Come and hang out with us. Be part of the Holocult. Be part of the community. Be awesome to everybody. And if you have a paranormal encounter that you'd like to share on a future episode, Kyle's got some information that you're going to want. Well, you can write your story out. Shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. You can also record yourself on like your voice memo app or uh, video or however you want to do it. Send it to the same email. <clears throat> you can also call the hollow phone, which is going to be 1618-556-0837. You can leave a voicemail. You can shoot texts over. All that good jazz. You can also... Email interviews at gmail.com if you'd like to sit down and have an interview. We are currently trying to work out times to set up interviews. You know, I, I know we have some content creators that we're going to work with. Um, and then we're going to start trying to work with everyday people to get their stories out there with some interviews. Um, it, it It's, we're busy. It, it's, especially with the... The new night shift, you know, we have that on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time. So if you can make that, that would be fantastic. It has done significantly better than me and Steve thought it would, which is great news for us because it's a lot of fun. It's kind of like our own live radio show. So I you, enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, if you want to be a part of that, please do. Uh, it is a fantastic time. And right now... We're able to stream it on YouTube and Facebook. So definitely look out for that and come over, bring your weird stories, bring your questions, just keep it keep it relative to the paranormal and keep it respectful and it's it's a good time. Yeah, I love it. If you would like to support the show, we have tons of ways you can do that. We have a Patreon, you can jump over there and check that out. We got a lot of extra content over there and a bunch of different things. If something piques your interests check out the tiers and sign up for one of those we got a venmo if you want to drop some monster money in there for our unhealthy monster habits we appreciate that every time the best thing you could do as a member of the hollow cult is spread hollow sky by word of mouth share it on socials share it all over the place say uh throw our name out there to people who listen to podcasts and are into paranormal just the more people we have the bigger of a community we can build i got some stickers made that have a qr code i have a i got a bunch of them made so i was thinking about maybe doing like a hollow sky street team for people for the members of the hollow school that hollow cult that travel around quite a bit i can send you like 20 or 25 of these stickers slap them around see if that drives any interest in the show um, another thing you can do is leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. If I find them, I will gladly shout them out. Today's five-star 
comes to us from our friend Splashly7. Nice. <laughs> dope name. She says, incredible people, incredible podcast. Five stars. You know those podcasts that you play as soon as a new one comes out? This is in my top two of all time. Love you guys and love feeling like we're friends and I get to listen to you guys talk. Ashley in New Orleans, shout me out. Well, Ashley, shout out. Here's your shout out. I got you. Yeah, thank you. We uh, we love you too. We're, and we are friends. It's not just about a feeling. Uh, we are friends. Anybody yeah. that fucks with the show, you're a friend. You know, I... And on occasion, you know, I'll... There's been some people who reached out who we've talked to and every once in a while, even me and Steve will check in with you because we haven't heard from you in a while. So we'll check in and see how you're doing. That's because we care about everybody. And we have we have listeners out there that check in on us quite often. Yeah. It's just a part of the Hollow fam. Yep. That's just how we treat everybody. We treat everybody like family. And also, you know, we like the fact that you guys are taking this journey with us. Yeah. Agreed. Couldn't have said it better. From there, we're going to our listener experience of the day. All right. First one of 2023. This kind of piggybacks off our last um, kind of deep dive informational show that we had last year, which was the Santa Claus Encounters. I had someone message me on Facebook, and he had a very interesting Santa Claus encounter that I'm going to share with all of you. This is from our friend Anonymous that messaged me on Facebook here. Anonymous says, Hi, Stephen Kyle. I've been listening to you guys for a couple of years now and have been promoting your podcast to friends and family. I just listened to the Santa Claus Encounters episode and I felt like I should share my own experience. I've kept it to myself almost since I've kept it to myself since it happened because of possible ridicule. Because of this, please do not use my name in any way if you share this on your show. I would love to hear your opinion on it though. First off, I'm what first off, I'm what people would consider as uh, being highly educated, although I don't really look at it that way. We all have topics we know a lot about, and just because my name may be on a couple diplomas doesn't mean that I'm more educated than the next guy. It just means that I may know more about education and journalism and writing than some other people, but I bet they have certain strength in other areas that I cannot begin to fathom. Anyway, when I was about eight years old, I woke up probably about one in the morning on Christmas Eve. In my family of 11, we would always sneak around and try catching Santa in the act, so to wake up in the middle of the night was great. However, I quickly realized that something strange was going on. There was a bright white light coming through my bedroom window on the second floor. The light was so bright it almost was hurting my eyes, but in the corner of the room I could make out a tallish figure sort of hovering off the floor. I share my bedroom with my brother, who is four years younger than I was, but he was not stirring one bit. For some reason, I knew that running to my parents' bedroom was not an option. Looking back, it certainly sounds like an alien abduction scenario, but it gets even weirder. I pulled up my blanket over my head and waited a minute or two, then ran full steam out of my bedroom. I ran down the dark hallway and down the stairs and stopped cold near the bottom of the steps, as I could see the Christmas tree in the living room with all of its colorful Christmas lights on. Around the tree were four or five small figures. This is where it gets really weird. One of them was dressed as Santa in a small Santa suit. The others were dressed in sort of elf-like costumes. The Santa did not have a beard or anything, just a couple small eyes, two little dots for nostrils, and a little smile on its face. To my eight-year-old self, it was a strange sight, and I wasn't sure what to make of it. 
I stood still for a few seconds, and the Santa figure stuck out its hand and motioned for me to come closer. I was a good 20 feet from them and still on the staircase. I took one look at what an odd scene that it was and took off back upstairs to my bedroom that was still all aglow in the light. I dove back under my blankets, and that was it. I don't remember anything else. I woke up an hour or two later as my siblings were all sneaking around looking at the gifts and the stockings, and I tried to tell them what I had seen. They all laughed and said I was dreaming. In fact, they went on to torment me for weeks about what I said had happened. But Steve and Kyle, throughout my life, I can distinguish between a dream and reality. I've had several dreams that seemed quite real through the decades, but I could tell that they weren't. This thing that happened when I was eight years old, I still truly believe it happened. I'd love to see a hypnotherapist or someone that could take me back to that night to determine what actually happened after I returned back to my bedroom. Like I said, I'm not sure why I knew that running into my parents' bedroom or siblings' bedroom would not be helpful, unless I had experienced something like this before. As you can see from my profile picture, I'm not a small man and I do not scare easily. But back on that night about 40 years ago, I was scared. What are your thoughts about all this? Have you heard of alien abductions on children where the aliens essentially dress in costume to make the experience easier for the children to process? Fuck that. <clears throat> With a capital fuck. That's when I read this, I was like, because I went terrible. through a lot. That's terrible. Santa Claus encounters when I was doing my uh, research for my episode. I don't think any of them come close to this. No, the, that that is the grossest overall encounter I've probably heard while on this show. Yeah, I, I because there's intent behind that. There is manipulation. There is a whole lot of weirdness behind it. Period. The end. Um, and yeah, yeah, I have heard stories where they, these ETs will take on the shape of something familiar, or at least screen memory wise, you know, they make you think this is what they look like, even though they really don't. Um, I've heard stories where it looks like the kid's favorite action figure is standing at the base of their bed, you know, or, or a familiar cartoon character or whatever the case may be, to to aid in the, I, I, miss, I mean, abduction, more or less, you know, to make it, for whatever reason, to ease your mind and make it just easier to go with them, I guess. I don't know. It's just fucking bizarre. It's, it is, it's a terrifying, man. I just picture the way he described the creepy little Santa with no beard, just this little, little, little eyes, eyes and nose, and nose and smile. And, and, he just reaches his hand out and calls him over. No. Hell no, I'd have punted that thing through oh, the window. Oh, dude, that just sounds so bad. So bad. So I I had a little correspondence, and I stated that I don't recall any scenario where they were actually in costume, but I said, as Kyle said, you do hear about visual manipulation and screen yeah. memories not to scare off people, especially children. And Anonymous stated back, I was thinking that too could be visual manipulation, but I also heard a couple years ago on Darkness Radio with Dave Schrader, someone speaking about alien abductions and different outfits worn, but again, could be visual manipulation. It's kind of funny to imagine if they were actually wearing costumes, that they were in a UFO ahead of time dressing up in their little elf costumes before coming into my house. Well, Anonymous, uh, definitely, if you, I'm not saying go to a hypnotherapist, because yeah, that, could un- that could unlock some terrifying memories. But if it's something that you're seeking out to do, 
hit us up. Yeah, for I'm sure. curious to see what for happened sure. that night. Like you said, the fact that you knew deep down inside you that running to your parents' bedroom would not end well is it's it plays out like like your scenario. The first that's, thing he did exactly was, what I was hide under say. the covers. That's exactly know? what I was going to say. And how many times? How many times have we heard these child abduction stories? And they all do exactly what I did in mine. They do the exact same thing. It is bizarre. You know, and I, and I, in my gut, I wanted to run to my parents' room, but I ended up not going to my parents' room. The same, same thing. It's like what I stated in the Santa Claus episode. If you guys haven't listened to that, go back and listen. It's a banger. It's a good episode. But it's almost like whatever, whatever is behind these sightings knows our folklore, knows our history, and picks this one specific day to mimic this folkloric entity that all the kids are so privy to see, all the kids are looking forward to see. But almost every case you hear that when they do see this entity, they are absolutely terrified. Yeah. And these aliens apparently didn't do their homework very much, or they just went to like the Goodwill or ordered off a wish, a Santa Claus and elf costumes, because... The dude definitely knew that it was not actually Santa Claus. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it al- it almost makes me wonder too. Not to counterpoint you, but it makes me wonder if they weren't in his head prior to showing up because he states how him and his family made this a thing, like. We get up to look for Santa. Uh, yes, yeah, search for Santa. You know what I mean? Like that makes it even more creepy. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they was in his head and looking for a way in, and oh, then yeah. they read his his memory essentially, and was like, "All right, here's our way in." Or they had been like surveilling this family, and then they just sort of put that into them. They're like, "You know what? You could do every Christmas, right? Have the kids get up, yeah, and look for Santa, and then the kids start doing it, and then they're like, you know what? Now's our time to strike.'" Man, I just I got these dope ass tiny little itty bitty Santa suits and <laughs> like I just elf I keep costumes. picturing that like one dressed as Santa and the rest as elves. And I don't know how I would feel about that. Like but, I, I feel like I would be terrified, but at the same time, you almost feel like, okay, you're a joke. Them being them being small, it leads back around to where a lot of people that listen to the episode circled back around to. It may be being the Fae. And could Santa be Santa being like a supreme elf, and it a hundred percent could be that. That know, actually man. makes a lot of sense, really, if you think about it. With all the the lore around it, you know, the leaving the sweets out, the whole nine, like it, it definitely fits the bill, in my opinion. Well, the other thing that we're overlooking is at the beginning of the episode, he saw a tall figure hovering above his bed. That's true too, or hovering in the corner of the room, which which it rolls... made me it made me think of a, a tall gray. Yeah, which rolls back to like the haunting of the Andrews family, where they both saw the tall figure hover up out of the floor. Yeah. And which yeah. is which is attributed to the, the alien abductions of the yeah. case. Yeah. Because the tall grays are kind of said to be like the the brains of the operation, so to speak. He, he's like, you know what I think? You know what I think will work since it's, <laughs> since it's Christmas Eve? I'm gonna hide over here in the corner and I'm gonna have you seven I got these suits right. I, I just picture like dog costumes almost, like Santa Claus and his elves. They're like, let's put these on and see how this works out. I don't know. It it's it was a it's, when I read it, I'm like, terrifying. I it out. So anonymous, thank you so much for trusting us with your story. 
I do not have an answer as to what it could be. Me either, man. But if you do decide to see that hypnotherapist, you can message us on any platform and let us know because I don't even know. <laughs> like all I said in response when he first said it, I just said, dude, that's terrifying. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where to go with that. So, yes, anonymous. If you decide to do that, you find a hypnotherapist, let us know what they find out. I hope it's not as bad as I anticipate it to be, unfortunately. So if you do have a paranormal experience you'd like for us to feature, you know how to get it to us. That was bizarre. It was weird, man. So weird. So from there, we are going to dive into uh, this episode that I put together on the Havana Syndrome. Which, if you don't know, you will know now. We had somebody recently email us, but I had already kind of started looking into it. Uh, Our emailer friend talked about linking it to uh, Harp. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And their their, uh, usage and manipulation. I didn't really go into it in this exact episode, but we might circle back around because there's a lot of information to cover here. I had a bunch of sources. The thing that really set me off is like I've told you before, I always listen to you. I always listen to YouTube creators to talk about mysterious content. This specific one uh, that kind of set me down this path is uh, a YouTube creator called Curious Dark. Go over there and check them out. They have a lot of good content. They're a smaller creator. Show them love. Uh, just check out their stuff. Uh, some other sources I'll get right off the bat. I use theguardian.com, uh, thenewyorker.com, uh, the BBC. There's a, there's a bunch of different uh, websites that I use to compile information. Most of them I found uh, linked through the Wikipedia and just kind of dug through them all. So if you check out the Wikipedia on Havana Syndrome, go down the bottom. They have a ton of sources down there for information if anybody's interested in looking into it. So this particular topic seems to start... In July of 2015, when America and Cuba kind of decided to put their differences aside, like they had, they hadn't had anything to do with each other since the Cold War, so they opened each other's embassies in an attempt to improve the economic relations between the two. The first year pretty much saw drastic improvements between both countries, which was a positive, of course until December 2016, when an American CIA operative came forward reporting odd sounds from his apartment in Havana. The officer tried to shake the odd sounds off and come up with logical explanations for the sounds, such as crickets or cicadas or maybe even uh, carbon carbon dioxide poisoning, carbon monoxide, dioxide, whichever one it is. But eventually it began to affect his physical health. He would admit himself to an American embassy health clinic in Havana reporting symptoms of dizziness, headaches, and nausea. This prompted a small investigation as to what might have caused the illness, only leading to insect noise being ruled out as the cause of the mystery illness. The embassy actually at that point filed a report that was sent to the White House after this initial patient zero reported his symptoms, but apparently nobody at the White House took it seriously. Just a few months later, in February of 2017, two more CIA agents began reporting hearing strange noises in their apartments. These sounds included odd buzzing noises, high-pitched ringing noises, and interestingly enough that will pique Kyle's interest, something that resembled the sound of marbles being dropped on the floor, and then the marbles rolling across the floor. Yeah, definitely uh, reminds me of the bean. That's the first thing that I thought. 
and even with uh, some of my health issues here of late. That is, you know, the dizziness. Uh, I hear weird noises. The bean. Now the bean, it it's something we found. Like we actually found it, and then it disappeared. So it's gone now. I don't know where the hell it went. It's definitely bizarre though. And then the fact that this is happening to CIA agents that makes it even stranger. It, right. It is bizarre. Because that, it's weird that, A, I mean, they sound like, they sound like us, right? Like, you, because typically you wouldn't attribute weird noises to this shit. You know what I mean? Like, it just, but it sounds like somebody who's utterly confused and is just kind of trying to relay everything that, transpired that night that that time you know like yeah yeah i did start hearing strange noises as a matter of fact you know it almost sounds like somebody might have led him with a question like hey did you i didn't hear any weird noises did because it just it wouldn't be something that you would essentially bring up if you went in feeling sick yeah yeah i mean yeah like it just seems out of place yeah and when i when i heard about the dropping of the marbles i thought immediately thought of the bean and with the the Recent speculation on Egress Industries, if it is tied to a government agency, it's not that far out of the realm that maybe whatever this is, like I know it's a reach, but the similarities are very strange. Yeah. And I mean, I do get the occasional, which I mean, it happens to everybody. I'm not saying this is connected either, but you're you'll be sitting there and then all of a sudden one of your ears will just go wing just start ringing yeah just bam. yep and i mean it, it happens i know it happens to everybody but uh it's, yeah it's just it's just another you know synchronicity if you will just kind it, of foot the bill it made me wonder when i read it oh for sure for <laughs> sure the agents that reported these sounds begin to suffer the same symptoms as the first officer headache dizziness nausea but they were also hit with more acute symptoms such as motor skill issues, affecting their nervous systems and muscles, as well as tinnitus and extreme ringing in the ears. The symptoms were closely related to people who had significant damage to their inner ears and eardrums. These two reports shed light on the fact uh, that... Hang on a second. With that significant damage, was was whatever happening to them, is that what caused the damage to the inner? They didn't have damage. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were but saying the symptoms, they had. the symptoms... <clears throat> were similar to people okay, who so did they have mimicked, damage. right? Because yeah. I was going to say because I actually have issues with my ear. Yeah, that's what apparently was causing my dizziness, my nausea, uh, headaches. Uh, is I'm I have assuming, an issue with my left ear. I'm assuming that they didn't have damage because it didn't really particular say particularly right, right, say, right, but they right, said right. the symptoms were closely related to people who had significant damage to their inner ears. These two reports shed light on the fact that whatever was causing the illness seemed to be targeting only officials that worked at the U.S. Embassy in Havana, which further excluded the source that was related to insect noises, as everyone essentially would be hearing the insects buzzing, not just the employees at the embassy. Right. This prompted the head of the U.S. Embassy to clearly confront the Cuban government, because they're like, hey, we're over here trying to... Trying to make relations better, and now all our guys are getting sick. The Cuban government would immediately deny any involvement, and as I just stated, if you look at it from 
from a governmental economic standpoint, the Cuban government had way more to gain from opening the embassies and having American tourism and everything brought back over to Cuba than the Americans did. So they essentially just being doing a big disservice to themselves to attack U.S. embassy diplomats after they just recently recently opened relations with the United States again. Yeah, you would you would think that in that case, it it could very easily be sabotage by the United States government. That's what I was. That's, or outside forces, yeah. somebody who doesn't want Cuba and America working together. It gets it gets very interesting. The U.S. government quickly launched an investigation into the occurrences, but could not find any link to the Cuban government. They even went as far as to check the Russian government but also found nothing in the investigation. But almost like a slap in the face to the investigation, March brought even more U.S. officials at the embassy to admit themselves to local medical clinics suffering from the same strange symptoms. Oddly enough, this also brought out some sufferers who had mirrored symptoms but did not report hearing any of the odd sounds. That's weird. So they were coming forward with the sickness, but they could not relegate it to any any noises you think that was because they couldn't remember or they just legitimately never heard anything weird i don't know like when me and you were talking when i told you about the marble drop because i i have some of the same symptoms that they do and i'm like now i'm racking my brain did i hear something and just write it off oh dude that's weird or did i not hear anything all right so think about this so am i and i'm not saying I'm I'm falling victim to Havana syndrome here. It's it's yeah because talking about it, I'm like, man, we're not gonna sit here and be like, oh, we're suffering from Havana right. syndrome. But no, making no, no, the no. connections They're to there. what we've been through right. is weird. But what's here's what's weird. So whenever I first started having issues, I, I mean, it was it was really scary for me, and it was really bizarre. But ironically enough. I, the more people I would talk to, I talk. I talked to Steve, I talked to family members, close friends. And it's weird. It's weird because there were several people around me that started having the same symptoms. Mm. Namely, the ones I can recall offhand, legitimately, are me, you, and Sarah. Weird. Because you remember, like, right when it first happened, I told you what happened to me that day. And then it was a couple days later, you're like, hey, Sarah said, like, Sarah described almost the exact same thing happening to her. And then you're like, hey, this actually happened to me in the same, and it was the exact same manner as the witch. It, I had it. it That's gets, weird. That's it gets weird. The more, here I go, with the word now, synchronicities again. I'm going to throw this out there prior to any more information, but apparently... And there really wasn't an actual explanation as to what happened, but I had to keep going back to the doctor because I kept having these like really bad dizzy spells. They were terrifying. And I was telling Steve, like I could describe it like almost like an actual force was moving through my head. I could feel this like numbness move to my head. Uh, it, it would mess up my equilibrium, all types of stuff. I forgot about that, but dude, it was just it was wait. It was terrifying. But the reason why is the way the doctor explained it to me when he looked at my ear because I told him my ear feels off. It's my left ear. Now I do have like a small canal in my left ear, but he said that there's that fluid sac or whatever that's behind your eardrum, and for whatever reason, 
this thing was like suction cupped around my eardrum, and that was what was throwing everything off. But I want to throw that out there because I don't know where this all goes. But I want to throw it out there, like it, it maybe if that lines up. We're we're just gonna keep moving forward. All right, here. all Call right. Cult. Okay, so. Where did we leave off? Oh, people suffering the symptoms that could not report hearing of the, any of the odd sounds. The cases just kept compounding, and by September, 16 CIA agents had Man. come forward as the victim of whatever was causing this mystery illness, and 10 more U.S. civil servants were down with the sickness. Ooh, ah, there it is. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It's, it's weird, though, because... <clears throat> I mean, I wonder how they were looking at this. Were they looking at this like a sickness or like it was some type of attack? I think they were going, I think at first they thought maybe it was some kind of sickness. Right. But once it started just being contained to the U.S. Embassy, they were thinking that this was more focused ah, at the U.S. Okay, okay. US I'm just officials. trying to, I only bring it up because of whom it evolves. It evolves CIA agents. Like it, I feel like the government, they, they would have to have a reason to want to go investigate. You know what I mean? Like, Because yeah. if it was just a cold moving through, you'd just exactly. be like, whatever, it's just a cold. You know, get over it. I think the fact that it was specifically targeting targeting people that worked at the embassy made them kind of be like, hold up. Something, right, yeah. Something, that makes something sense. That makes sense. Here. Unfortunately, the symptoms did not end there. As time went on, the original sufferers of the illness began to develop even more extreme symptoms. They reported gastrointestinal sickness, throwing up, diarrhea, such as that, insomnia, nosebleeds, vision impairments, the inability to concentrate, memory loss, the loss of consciousness. They even began to show actual signs of brain damage. Oh, that sucks. That sucks, but... Once again, making another fucking odd connection here. Um, so like I said, I had all these health issues. I've been kind of cleaning up my life a little bit. And uh in cutting out some things, I like what I what I tell you the not too long ago. I'm like, you know, <clears throat> not not drinking monster prior to me riding anymore. What was the one the one issue <laughs> That I had. I know. The one issue I remember telling Steve was that it, it's hard for me to maintain my focus. Like, I, I can't, I just can't, fo- I don't, I, I attributed it to not, you know, drinking as much Monster as I used to. Because I used to be like, I'd, I'd be late at night, I'd drink a Monster, start writing, and I'd just turn and burn, baby. But I've been kind of working on getting myself healthier you know, to, to get away from some of these issues. And that's just really freaking weird, dude. It's really weird. That the, the more I dove into it, so the more weird. I'm like, I'm like in my brain, I'm telling myself there is no way this happened. Too. Oh, I'm, I'm in the same, camp. you know, I'm in, I'm in the exact same, but camp. if you break <clears throat> it down the way it's, it's broke down, even, even to the bean drop, it's weird. There are some very weird parallels it there. Is, it, it is weird. Like, it's it's weird. Like, I can't... Damn you, Egress Industries. Right. I can't I can't fully wrap my brain around it because it's so weird. <laughs> but I'm I'm in the same camp. I'm not sitting here and saying that we are a victim to the Havana Syndrome. Oh, it's well, just really weird. All I'm saying <clears throat> that if you were a CIA operative that was working in the Havana emb- Embassy and you had your exact symptoms... 
Guess what? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would be a victim to Havana Syndrome. It's fucking weird. Yeah. That's really bizarre. <laughs> really, really bizarre. I hate it. Okay. At this point, the U.S. had flown in a doctor from the States to start investigating and attempting to treat those suffering from the syndrome. As if to show that they had the upper hand, not long after arriving, this doctor also started suffering from the symptoms. He fell under the sickness as well. Okay, another question. Uh, but I, because I, I don't know much, so take this with a grain of salt. Um, this was all happening at the embassy. Yes, correct. Are there outside people that work at the U.S. embassy, like, or is it all just United States people? I'm assuming yes. I think <clears throat> if it's if it's like uh, America. A lot of countries have their own embassies, yes, but I'm yes. I'm assuming that people in the city probably work there, like tidying so, things up, so people, secretarial stuff. So essentially, people from Cuba would also be working within the U.S. I'm embassy. thinking so. Because it, it makes it even stranger <clears throat> if only the United States people were being yes. subject to this. Like, it was, it was that good at targeting. Yes. Right? Because if it was a sickness, then it kind of rules out that it's it only spread. messing with one group of people. Whereas if you if if a sickness was moving through and the Cubans there, they're they're fine. Yep. But the United States people, they're sick. Well, okay, that that's a little bit of wish washy. Like it doesn't yep. make much sense. There, and from what I could find, there were no Cuban affiliates that right. okay. fell ill. But that being said, you in, you interjected at a perfect point. From here, Canadian officials contacted the U.S. and reported that 14 of their Havana embassy officials had also been targeted and fell ill under these mysterious circumstances. That's weird. This prompted both the American and Canadian governments to pull all of their non-essential staff from Cuba. See? Now that it had targeted both, they said... And something anybody... doesn't add up there. Like, that's... All of it's... I don't... And I can't put my finger on it right now. I, but it, it's just weird that the governments would be taking those symptoms as serious as they are without some type of prior knowledge. I think, I think it's more the fact that it was targeting only specific uh, people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just purely Americans and purely now Canadians from their embassy. Because I could sit here and argue that maybe, maybe, which is just as plausible as as this this infrasound shit, I was spiking your food to make you sick. They go into that. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it just, yep. I don't know, it just feels, it already feels off because there's so much attention. Now, now given the, the one determining factor for me is the fact that the CIA is involved. Because the CIA obviously has... They're they're privy to way more information than the average United States official, right? Yes. So okay, that with that in play, maybe that's why they're taking it so serious. And I would assume that going after someone with the CIA, the NSA, they're going to take that extra serious because of the the national security issue. Yeah. Right. Yep. So you got to kind of look. There are cases to get. Super, super high up the chain. 
Right on. So, and I think I think it also plays to the fact that like American tourists in Cuba weren't getting sick. Oh yeah, staying that's in a good the point. staying in the hotels because they just opened up to where people can go back and forth. Nobody else had any symptoms except for the people of the embassy. Right, and you you could like I said, I could sit here and argue uh, the water supply to the embassy was was contaminated. Uh, somebody was contaminating food. <clears throat> you could make it central to the embassy if you really wanted to, but the, the the distinguishing factor for me would be if there are other um, nationalities there. Yeah, I, you which know I'm, what I mean. I'm, That's when it starts to change the narrative. I'm for me. almost, <clears throat> I'm almost positive that there would be right, and that that makes sense. But and once again, I it's not information that I know. Yeah, but same when that happens. Whenever there's different nationalities there, you know, you could you could have the Cubans there, the Americans there, the Canadians there, but when only one group is being subject to that, that that to me suggests very targeted, very um like on purpose. Yes. You know what I mean? Very like, focused. Yes. Cause if like I said, if it was a water supply, then everybody there would be getting sick. Yep. Everybody. Yep. Joint investigations by America and Canada led to three main suspects, Cuba, China, and Russia, although no actual evidence could be found linking any of them to the actual cases. All three governments vehemently denied having any involvement in the sickness or what was going on. The American and Canadian governments agreed that the cause had to be some sort of unknown radio or electromagnetic emitting devices that were being used. They reported or they even reported to record a sound that they believed to be one of the sounds that were triggering the symptoms. So uh, Curious Dark actually pulled, found and pulled a small audio clip that I then pulled from their YouTube channel to play on here. Uh, it's only about two seconds long. I'm going to play it. So if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead about 10 seconds after my countdown. Okay, so again, skip ahead. I'm going to play the sound that the American government said to have recorded to be linked to the Havana Syndrome in three, two, one. So as you can see by listening to the clip, it was easy to understand why at first they were like, maybe it was insects, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because it does sound insecty. But again, if it were insects causing the sound, then everybody would suffer from the symptoms that were brought forth, not just specific people. So even with them able to capture the reported sound that they thought was causing the illness, the government had no idea what was causing the sound. And it really didn't do anything to push the investigation forward. It also didn't account for the embassy workers who fell victim without actually hearing any sounds. And it didn't uh, add any insight to the people that were hearing the more odd noises, such as the marbles dropping. So when they recorded this sound, they assumed that it to be linked to the illness. But then again, it wasn't linked to all the illnesses. It's weird that there are different sounds, too. Yeah. that That's definitely weird. I wonder. If, I wonder if it's because they just didn't know what they were dealing with, or you know, because maybe maybe the marble noises wasn't even actually affiliated. You know, maybe it was only this insect sound, or maybe it was maybe none of them were right. Maybe it was the sound of water dropping. I mean, it just yeah. it's weird. 
or maybe they're able to mask some type of infrasound behind other sound. I don't know. Maybe different sounds trigger different individuals. That's true, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is bizarre. Uh, then 2017 falls in, and the illness began to st- spread, but essentially only within circles of U.S. intelligence personnel. Cases began being reported in Moscow, Russia, uh, Tbilisi, Georgia, Poland, Taiwan, and Australia. In the spring of 2018, U.S. diplomats in China began reporting an illness with symptoms consistent with those reported by the diplomats in Havana. The first incident was reported by an American that was working at the Guangzhou Consulate, the largest U.S. consulate in China. The employee had stated that the symptoms began in late 2017, but he but it had only recently gotten worse. There were about 170 U.S. officials and their family members at the consulate, and a large number of them would undergo testing by U.S. doctors sent in by the State Department. We were, we we're going to assume here that these tests would find something interesting and significant, as nine of the diplomats and their families were evacuated immediately from China, all of which were reporting the symptoms. That's weird. That they got, they just, so they definitely found something. Yes. As news of the illness began to spread, this prompted questions during a Q&A in 2018 with the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. When asked questions about the illness in China from the House of Foreign Affairs Committee, he went on the record to state that U.S. diplomats in Guangzhou had symptoms that were very similar, and that was, quote, very similar, and, quote, entirely consistent with those that were reported from the consulate in Cuba. In June of 2018, the State Department announced that a task force had been assembled to investigate the reports and essentially expand their health warning to the entirety of mainland China. After reports of U.S. diplomats outside of Guangzhou had started to experience symptoms resembling brain injuries, the warning stated that anyone experiencing, quote, unusual acute auditory or sensory phenomena accompanied by unusual sounds or piercing noises do not attempt to locate their sources. End quote. That's kind of a bizarre statement. Yeah. <clears throat> do not try to locate their sources. Because that would suggest to me that you would be under the impression that, say, this noise is coming from the vent in your room. But there's a specific reason as to why you shouldn't approach it. That's what I pulled that, from it. That's weird. Does yeah. it get more intense the closer you get? I don't know. Or what? I don't know. This the just the fact that they put that out, and for the entire mainland of China, that's massive. Yo, yeah. And not to everyone, just to people from the United States. So, um, again, going back to. Uh, Curious Dark, he, they dug into uh, one of the victims that came forth and they, they pulled up some, some interesting stuff that I'm going to share with you, with you here. So one particularly outspoken victim of the attacks of the Guangzhou consulate was a man by the name of Mark Lindsay. He was an engineering security officer at the consulate. He was one of the nine original diplomats initially evacuated along with his wife. 
He reported that for nearly a year, he and his wife experienced headaches, nausea, and sleeplessness after hearing a noise that they described as marbles being dropped on a floor, followed by the sound of them rolling on an incline with an increasing static sound behind it. Lindsay went on record to state that he believed he was specifically targeted by whoever was perpetrating these attacks. In 2011, Lindsay worked with the IRI, the International Republican Institute, promoting democratic reforms in Ukraine and, in Ukraine and Georgia, two countries that we know have denounced American involvement by the Russian government. He went on to say that there were classified documentation that pointed to the country that were responsible for these specific attacks, but he was denied access to any of those documents by the State Department. He went on to say that top or he went on to say that top state officials in the US government, quote, know exactly which country is behind it all, adding that he believes it wasn't Cuba or China, but another country that, quote, one which the Secretary of State and the President do not want to confront, end quote. Interestingly, not much can be found on the current state of Mark Lindsay or the other diplomats of the initial nine that were evacuated from China. In 2019, an article was published that did go into some of the medical statuses of Mark. It states that the headaches of Mr. Lindsay became so severe that he was referred to Dr. Tina Shetty, the, neuro the neurologist who works for the New York Giants the football team. She stated that she had never seen a case like his before, stating that he had symptoms that were consistent with one seen in mild traumatic brain injuries, such as concussions. It was almost like the sound is able to almost like hemorrhage your brain. So in a way, you know, and, and <clears throat> real quick, I was going to stop you there for a second, regardless, because he talks about, the possible identification of said country. Uh, I was thinking about it while you were going through there. Like my number one, my number one and two pick would be China and America, right? Because we're kind of known for being techies. Like we have a lot of technology at our disposal, but the fact that he rules China out and, he, and then he makes it sound like he says that it would be a country that we wouldn't want to confront the only one that I could think of would be China. I think he is definitely pointing at Russia from that's, where... That's kind of... Yeah, I mean, that's the obvious second pick. Yeah. And I'm not saying Russia's not capable of, of that. They very well are, but I just feel like... And the fact that like Cuba was tied so tightly in the Cold War, which was imminently between the United States and Russia. Right, yeah, that's almost true. Almost like, oh, you're working with the United States again. Well, we're going to come in here... That makes sense. And kind that of makes sense. screw shit up. And I don't remember the 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 state between us and Russia at that time either. Like in when this when the Havana yeah, Center was I don't going on. Either. It seems like we, it always flares up like every year. Like the the threats are made and right, that right. and the other. Um theories thrown around for the China attacks range from everything from toxins to mass hysteria to malfunctioning listening devices that were emitting harmful sounds and radio waves, all of which came to zero fruition when investigated. 
From there, an employee at the United States Agency for International Development at the U.S. Embassy in uh, Tashkent, Uzbekistan, reported that he and his wife were suffering from similar symptoms in September of 2017. The employee's report were discounted by the U.S. State Department as they refused to talk about the case, stating, we aren't going to discuss every case individually. Then they came out and said, we can confirm that there was no incident in Uzbekistan. The couple, though, were evacuated from Uzbekistan after the symptoms. No further information could be found on the two or follow-up care they received. And now they're burying it. Now... It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Almost I, like they're trying to trying to contain of how far spread these attacks were going. Right, right. Like, you, you're not gonna... You're not gonna contain Havana because it's already out there. Right. You're not gonna contain China because there's so many people there as well. It's already out there. Now, there are more recent attacks that I found all the way up to almost 2022. Oh, wow. So in August of 2021, two American diplomats were evacuated from the U.S. Embassy in Hanoi, Vietnam. The report states that the two diplomats experienced, quote, anomalous acoustic incidents within their homes. Interestingly enough, this was just days before Vice President Kamala Harris was set to visit Hanoi, prompting her visit to be postponed. So, man, it does sound very sabotagey. Yes, and it gets even weirder. Like I, I'm not ruling our own government out either. It just, but it it sounds maliciously sabotagey. Yeah, it 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 is. This one, this one has even more consequence. Essentially, less than a month later, CIA Director Bill Burns was traveling to India when one of his members of his team began to experience symptoms consistent with those of Havana syndrome. It was so severe that the team member had to receive medical attention immediately. This raised numerous red flags as it marked the second time in less than a month that the illness had impacted international travel of top U.S. officials, and later could have severe implication as the CIA director scheduled is highly classified. He is like top-tier secrecy in the yeah. United States. Yeah. This prompted concerns among all U.S. ranking officials as to how the perpetrator could have known about the visual vis visit and the schedule to plan for an attack. Some officials at the CIA viewed the chilling episode as a direct message to Bill Burns that nobody is safe, including those working directly under the United States top spy. That is bold. That's bold. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, uh, that suggests most likely a very embedded mole or our own government. Yeah. Like you said, his his travel record should be nil, virtually impossible to get. Yeah. Now, <laughs> unless some, I mean, I'm not saying that countries out there don't have the ability to to get into these things. They most likely do. Right, and I'm not saying that it's easy, but I'm sure that these some of these countries can figure this shit out. Um, but boy, oh boy, well, I, I, if I was him, I would be shell shocked. I'd be like, oh shit, like how does this, this just happen? got this just got a lot more real. Yep. If I if I were any and not member... to mention to track, I feel like to track any person from the CA is probably relatively difficult. Yeah, right? especially the head. Yes, but the CIA in general, like they, they, 
they they live in secrecy. Yeah. Right. Because you got to think if any if anybody if anybody in the upper echelon of the American government has a target on his back, it's probably that dude. Oh yeah. Because he's going to have the knowledge exactly. and, and the know-how of just about every inner working exactly. part of the United States. It's going to be these secret agencies. Yeah. Interestingly enough, this wasn't the first time Americans had been targeted while a top U.S. official had been on visits outside of the United States. In early June 2019, two White House staffers reported symptoms similar to Havana Syndrome in a hotel room in London. This was during a state visit by then-President Donald Trump. So while he was in London, two of his staff fell victim. To the it's syndrome. weird that they kind of keep it under wraps now, too. Like, you don't hear a lot about it. Because mm-hmm. I can remember when Havana Syndrome popped off. Yep. I still remember that. Oh, and it it's, it's more prevalent now. Well, I don't know what happened as of 2022, but as of 2021, like, I'm getting ready to go into it right here. In 2021, Vienna, Vienna, Austria became the new hotspot for the mysterious ailment. Dozens of U.S. diplomats, intelligence officials, and their families and even children began to come down with Havana-esque syndromes. The State Department launched a joint investigation with the Austrian Foreign Ministry to try to find a cause for the spike in cases. It became so bad that Vienna was now has the most reported incidents only behind Havana. While no direct suspects have been named as the perpetrator for the attacks, it's been noted that officials uh, in Havana were hosting direct talks between the U.S. and Iran on reviving the 2015 Iran nuclear deal. It got so bad that the CIA station chief in Vienna uh, was removed for failing to respond appropriately to an outbreak of the illness at the embassy. So it, it's it's like it's targeting areas either where the United States is trying to further uh, their involvement with said countries right, or where top-ranking U.S. officials are traveling. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's very, like I said, sabotage Like it, it sounds, I mean, it's obviously directed. I mean, come on. Yeah, there's not there's not getting around that. It's just from where is is it a country, or is it our own? You know, because let's be honest, in the recent years, it kind of feels like a lot of our agencies <laughs> yeah. at home are kind of at each other's throat yeah. a little bit. That's a fucking fact. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm still not ruling it out that it wouldn't be ourselves. I mean, it. Yeah, you know what? I'm. I'm. Yeah. It yeah. could easily be us because I'm with you. we are definitely self sabotage at this at this fucking moment. I'm with you. What what and I mean, what better way to make another country look bad than to make it look like they're behind all the attacks? Oh yeah, which could be holy shit. Could that be bad? Yep. But and, it's not. It's not. And the 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 fucked up thing is that it's not anything that we haven't tried before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because they've tried making countries look bad before, so they could get into fights with them. Yep. In early summer 2021, cases began to be reported at the U.S. Embassy in Berlin, Germany, including two U.S. officials that sought medical treatment. These are significant, as this is the first reported cases in a NATO country that houses U.S. troops as well as nuclear weapons. In October of 2021, more cases were reported, with victims saying they experienced a sudden onset of pressure sensations inside their heads and of hearing strong buzzing sounds coming from particular directions. (laughs) 
Others reported dizziness, nausea, and fatigue. Uh, the attacks were not relegated to places outside of the United States. In 2019, just a few days after Thanksgiving, a White House official was taking her dog for a walk in Arlington, Virginia, when all of a sudden her dog collapsed and began convulsing. As she checked on her dog, the official began hearing an intense ringing in her ears, which led to a severe headache. From there, the side of her face began to start tingling and go numb. That's weird. Which also you just talked about. It just made me think of something, too. The past... Now, I've been feeling fine, right? I, I, for the most part, I've been doing a lot better. But not that it's super related, but I'll bring it up anyways, just to throw it out there. My dog has been extra fucking sus here lately. I was just going to say, which makes sense that her dog had it worse because their hearing is so much so more... Much better. In in tune than ours is, and you you here I'm a I'm a throw a fucking mass hail mary right here. <laughs> it's gonna be entertaining, right? I'm, that's what we're here for. This is gonna be a mass hail mary entertainment purposes. It has. I'm not saying this holds any legitimacy at all, but here, think about it. So, my dog has been doing this, and I know animals do this. We we've all seen our animals do this. Where your dog will look at a specific point in the in the house and just start freaking out, right? But they're barking, they're growling, or whatever. In the, in the past two weeks, I've noticed it several times. My dog will look in a specific direction and start growling like something is pissing him the fuck off, right? So here's the mass hail mary, and I I, I love it because of the way my brain works. Every single time it's happened, my dog has been facing east. Bro, you got a Havana device in your house. He's been facing the east. Well, from my house to the east would be essentially Washington. Like, it, all the agencies yeah. are to the east. I'm telling you. Everything lines up. I, I mean, we are being attacked. I mean, you might as well throw it out there. <laughs> Now, I mean, clear, clearly, according to our reviews, we're not skeptical of anything. So. Right. Yeah. We're just going to go all in. So by by the time this episode is released, we're probably going to be in the hospital, be mentally disabled because our brain brains damage. got melted. Yeah. That's great. Yep. Thanks, Steve. Okay. So also, <laughs> also, she talks about the tingling. Oh, yeah. I definitely have it or had it. And the, the, the going numb. Yeah. Another incident in 2020, or in November of 2020, states that a White House official began experiencing extreme ringing, tingling, and severe headaches while on a walk around the south lawn of the White House, known as the Ellipse. Multiple federal agencies investigated the incident at the Ellipse, and the Defense Department briefed members of the Senate Armed, Committee, or Senate Armed Services Committee and the House Armed Services Committee on the incident in April of 2021. Investigators told Congress that they could not determine the cause or who was responsible for the event. But the attack actually happened on White House premises. So if there's not a bigger, if there's not a bigger middle finger saying that we can get to whoever we want, yeah. then like targeting places where the vice president's going to go and targeting your top CIA official, it's targeting your home base on your homeland. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So there are more, a lot more 
reports and encounters that you could look up, but those are the ones that I touched on. I'm going to go into causes a little bit. Uh, it gets kind of wordy, so bear with me here. A lot of this comes from Wikipedia. First is microwaves. In, not like microwave that you warm your food up with. Dang. But in 2018, Doug, Douglas H. Smith, the lead author of a University of Pennsylvania study of 21 of the affected diplomats in Havana, published uh, an article. He said in an interview that microwaves were considered a main suspect in the underlying phenomenon. A 2018 study published in the Journal of Neural Computation by Beatrice Gollum rejected the idea that a sonic attack was the source of the symptoms and concluded that the facts were consistent with pulsated radio frequency and radio frequency and microwave radiation exposure. She wrote that the nature of the noises the diplomats reported were consistent with sound caused caused by pulse uh, radio frequency microwave uh, radiation via the Frey effect. The Frey effect is a microwave auditory effect known as microwave hearing effect or the Frey effect. It consists of the human perception of audible clicks or even speech induced by pulse or modulated or radio frequencies. The communications are generated directly inside the human head without the need of any electronic device. That's weird. Because you also hear... The woman's voice. The woman's voice. Yeah, yeah, there <clears throat> is that. The signs and symptoms of the diplomat reported match symptoms from RFMW exposure, problems with sleep, cognition, vision, balance, speech, headaches, sensation, sensations of pressure or vibrations, nosebleeds, brain injury, and brain swelling. Uh, oxidative stress provides documented mechanisms of RFMW injury compatible with reported signs and symptoms. And in the past, the U.S. Embassy in Moscow was subject to a microwave beam called the Moscow Signal. The Moscow Signal was inferred to be a Soviet espionage technique that might have also had health effects. Uh, neuroscientist Alan H. Frey, for whom the Frey effect is named, considers the microwave to be a viable theory. Uh, more on this Moscow Signal... This was reported to be a microwave transmission varying between 2.5 hertz or 2.5 gigahertz and 4 gigahertz directed at the embassy of the United States in Moscow from 1953 to 1976, resulting in an international incident. The U.S. government eventually determined it was probably an attempt at espionage and that there were no significant health effects on embassy staff, although this conclusion has been disputed. This led to a bunch of uh, weird and shady stuff by the U.S. government, but I'll go into the background of the Moscow Signal since we're already into it, according to Wikipedia. The name Moscow Signal was used by the United States intelligence officials to describe low-power signals recorded in the embassy. The microwave transmissions were only five, whatever that number is, which is far below the irradiance of microwave oven and well below that needed to heat anything. However, these signals were 100 times more powerful than the Soviet Union's maximum exposure standards, which caused concern among U.S. officials. The microwave beam came from a source in an apartment building about 100 yards east of the 10-floor embassy building. The beams targeted the east side of the building with the highest intensities between the 3rd and 8th floors. During a routine background radiation testing in 1953, the microwaves were detected and the source was suspected to be Soviet forces. 11 years later, shielding against microwaves was eventually put into place 
During regular monitoring of the signal, the beams were found to have increased in intensity in 1975. The discovery of these microwaves was not acknowledged to the public or in many of the own embassy personnel until February of 76. Consequences of this Moscow syndrome, which is interesting here. United States human testing. In minutes from a May 12, 1969 meeting of the DARPA Pandora Scientific Committee discussed plans to move forward with eight human subjects. The human subjects would be exposed to the Moscow signal, then given a full battery of medical and psychological tests. The committee did recommend gonadal protection be provided to the male test subjects. However, the human testing was reportedly not pursued. The program was shut down in 1969 okay. with an effect of the signal on behavior or biological function deemed too subtle or insignificant to be uh, evident. So, okay, that's a double okay there. That's a bullshit lie. So you already know <clears throat> that they were interested in not only Russia using espionage techniques. In 53. In 53. They also sparked the United States to start testing. Well, of course. That's, that's <laughs> how that works to begin with. But the fact that they were doing this shit in 53 is insane. Hmm. Insane. And, and you know damn good and well that by now they're going to get a whole lot better with it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and it's obviously without question, especially if it's, if it's some type of infrasound. And I don't know how to do the microwave shit. I don't even know how to make infrasound. But imagine the ramifications if if normal people could figure out how to get their hands oh, on man. a device that is able to produce infrasound, even if it's only within a household. But the fact that it can basically melt people's brains. Think of, I mean, they are not they are not going to want that information to get out. You use sound to just decimate things. Oh, I mean, big. Big tech and big pharma could be in cahoots here where we all have technological devices in our house that broadcast oh, yeah. all sorts of frequencies. Our phones, our televisions, our yeah. smart TVs, our For robot sure. vacuums. They could be in cahoots to where every three days we're going to put this sound out to make people think For that sure. they, they have a That's sinus infection, fucked. that they think that they have a headache, which That's pushes fucked. people to go out and buy medicine to take care of these issues yeah. that are just going to come back. Yeah, inevitably. Damn. I was not prepared to go down that. Yeah, it just happened. Hole, but, okay, all right, moving on. So, uh, ultrasound. In March 2018, Kevin Few and a team of computer scientists at the University of Michigan reported in a study that ultrasound, specifically intermodulation distortion from multiple inaudible ultrasonic signals from malfunctioning or improperly placed Cuban surveillance equipment, could have been the origin of the reported sounds. Oh, I don't buy it. So... Yeah. Because uh, uh, it, it didn't say, like, it, it was accidental. Yeah. Was more, yeah, I don't buy that. Yeah, and the fact that that was just for Cuba. Yeah. And it moves out. I ain't buying that. Uh, pulse electromagnetic energy and ultrasound. On February 1st, 2022, a declassified U.S. intelligence report, which was an IC experts panel on anomalous health incidents, called Pulsed Electromagnetic Energy and Ultrasound Plausible Causes and said that concealable devices exist that can produce the observed symptoms. A U.S. intelligence report by a panel of expert scientists has named pulsed electromagnetic energy and ultrasound as plausible causes for the mis mysterious Havana syndrome symptoms caused by or suffered by U.S. diplomats and spies in recent years. The report found that a group of cases could not be explained by health or environmental factors 
or by psychosomatic illness. It also said that devices exist with modest energy requirements that were concealable and could produce the observed symptoms and be affected over hundreds of meters and also through walls. So they could have small devices that use minimal energy that can produce these waves crazy. that affect people. I love that there's things out there that we don't even think of, like the the the, the phrase there, anomalous health issues. Yeah, that's awful. Right? Because <laughs> it awful. makes it sound like, oh, this is only one. This is only one little section within our anomalous health issues here. Yes. Uh, we're... It also talks about psychosomatic illnesses where essentially they said it was mass hysteria. They were pushing the mass hysteria thing like, oh, these CIA officials, one of them got sick and then everybody thinks they're sick, yada, yada, yada. No, I don't buy it. So I'm going to... That seems to be a very common go-to in in some of these circumstances too. Like, that's not the first time we've heard the mass hysteria dog shit explanation no it just seems to be like oh we don't have a reason for this we're yeah. gonna call it this. yeah exactly the i'm gonna dive into the russian hypothesis which i pulled directly from uh wikipedia because i was trying to break it down and i just got out of my my element here so many current current and form Wow, I think I'm suffering from Havana Syndrome right now. (laughs) (laughs) Many current and former U.S. officials think Russia was likely responsible for the alleged attacks, a suspicion shared by both the Trump and Biden administration officials. This view was shared by CIA analysis on Russia, State Department officials, outside science experts, and several of the alleged victims. Russia has a history of researching, developing, and using weapons that cause brain injuries, such as the Cold War-era Moscow signal, that I had talked about earlier. A uh, 2014 NSA report raised suspicions that Russia used a microwave weapon to target a person's, person's living quarters and causing nervous system, system damages. Uh, and Russia has an interest in disrupting cooperation among the U.S., China, and Cuba. The U.S. diplomats stationed in China and in Cuba who reported ailments were working to increase cooperations within these countries, and some CIA analysis voiced suspicion that Russia thus sought to derail this work. Mm -hmm. In May 2021, Politico reported that three current and former U.S. officials with direct knowledge of discussions said that the U.S. government suspected that Russian military intelligence agencies, the GRU, was behind the alleged attacks, although the U.S. intelligence community have not reached a consensus or made a formal determination on the subject. In May 2021, The New Yorker reported that the U.S. government's working hypothesis was that the GRU agents have been aiming microwave radiation devices at U.S. officials to collect intelligence from their computers and cell phones, and that these devices can cause serious harm to the people that they target. The U.S. government has not publicly accused Russia, U.S. intelligence Officials privately call the events attacks, but publicly call them anomalous health incidents. According to two officials interviewed by Politico, Politico, quote, while investigators have not determined definitively that these incidents are caused by a specific weapon, some believe that any such device would be primarily transported by a vehicle. Some could be small enough to fit into a large backpack, and an individual can be targeted from 500 to 1,000 yards away. James Lynn of the University of Illinois, an expert on the biological effects of microwave energy, agreed that a Havana syndrome attack could be caused by a small apparatus that could fit into a small van or SUV. 
Within the U.S. government, analysts debated whether the alleged attacks reflected a deliberate attempt to cause injury or whether the reported symptoms were a consequence of a high-tech attempt to steal classified information from phones or computers of U.S. officials. It's one thing that I didn't think of before going in, that this is just a byproduct of them trying to get information as opposed to them targeting specific people to make them sick. Well, shit, I was thinking... uh... You you perfect this pro, uh, process, there won't be anything like a sniper anymore. No, you could uh, just just point point a microwave at them. Yeah, warm up your chicken sandwich, right, right? and then <laughs> game over. A uh, 2021 report in the New Yorker cited a number of incidents recounted by Mark Vandroff, who served as the senior director for the defense policy at the National Security Council. One of the most, quote, one of the most dramatic episodes involved a U.S. military officer stationed in a country with a large Russian presence. As the officer pulled his car into a busy intersection, he suddenly felt as though his head were going to explode. His two-year-old son, in a car seat in the back, also started screaming. As the officer sped out of the intersection, the pressure in his head ceased, and his son went quiet. A remarkably similar incident was reported by a CIA officer who was stationed in the same city, but had no connection with the initial military officer. Uh, so to sum it up here, I have a little paragraph that I put together about a report of the effects on the brains of these people. In 2019, a report was published that a results of a brain results of brain scans to the staff of the U S embassy that suffered from the mysterious illness in Havana. The report showed that the scans taken from 40 embassy workers that showed symptoms of Havana syndrome had significant differences to those of healthy volunteers. The images of the embassy workers' brains showed that they, on average, had lower volumes of white brain matter, the tissue created by the nerve bundles that send signals around the brain. It also showed microstructural differences and odd abnormalities that could essentially affect auditory and visual processes in the brain. So whatever was causing this wasn't just making the victims sick, It was restructuring the brains of the victims. The Center for Brain Injury and Repair at the University of Pennsylvania, where some of the Havana victims had gone for treatment, stated that their teams published a study in the prestigious Journal of American Medical Association about what had come to be widely known as Havana Syndrome. They evaluated 21 of the Havana victims and found kind of damage to cognitive, balance, motor, and sensory functions that were associated with severe concussions. Unlike with most concussions, however, these symptoms did not quickly dissipate. Instead, they lasted for months, waxing and waning over time. The neurologist at the University of Pennsylvania found that some explanations for Havana syndrome, including mass hysteria and group psychosis, were highly unlikely. Many of the patients didn't know each other. Their performances on tests could not have been faked, and they did not wallow in their pain. In fact, according to the study, they were desperately trying to get better and were largely determined to continue to work or return to full duty even when encouraged by healthcare officials to take sick leave. The study also concluded that these injuries were likely not caused by exposure to chemicals since no other organs other than the brain were involved, nor were they likely to have been the product of a viral infection. As the doctor states, because these patients did not display any associated symptoms like spiking a fever. Still, the University of Pennsylvania researchers couldn't explain what actually happened to these patients. Their brain scans were basically normal, 
and the doctor could not fathom what could have caused this kind of brain injury, one that refused to heal. And this, I'm going to end with this uh, quote right here. These individuals appeared to have sustained injury to widespread brain networks without an associated history of head trauma. The study's author concluded that doctors and patients began referring to it as the immaculate concussion. It's so weird, man. It's so weird. <clears throat> it's, I don't know, it, it's the, the, them using the phrase like it reprogrammed the brain is terrifying. Uh, some of the description there in that medical study was terrifying. The fact that it could cause uh, visual like hallucinations and because imagine that like they could tweak that bitch and be like, oh man, Stephen Kyle's onto something. Let's just make these guys sound crazy. Let's make them start seeing shit. Let's make them start hearing stuff. Or we're just going to melt their brain. I mean, think about what's happened to us in the last year. Oh, I know. I know. Like, when you use the phrase waxing and waning, like, that that's how I feel. Uh, like, one of the things, one of the ways I described what I was going through, I felt a cloudiness in my head. That's the way I described it. Even to the doctor, I felt cloudy. I felt slight pressure. Uh, I, I just, I did not feel like I was all there. Very, very weird. You know, and all of this uh, supposedly from my ear. My ear was causing 90% of this. It's, it's and the fact that I was so worked up and worried over it, and all I, all I wanted to do was to get better, but I was so worried up, I was so worried about it, it was raising my blood pressure because I'd be freaking out about it. You know, it stressed me out, raised my anxiety levels. It did so much over, you know, over just that one thing. Yeah, the fact that they state that they're, they're, the injuries mimic severe concussion, but they had no physical trauma. Right. Yeah. To their to their bodies, it's it makes you wonder if when if whoever was behind creating this had these effects in mind when they created it, or if this is just like collateral damage that yeah, they like did a not byproduct. Plan for. Yeah. I don't know. It's terrifying though. Absolutely terrifying. And them referring to it as the immaculate concussion, just I'm like, oh man, dude, it's so crazy. That's bogus. But yeah, uh, uh, that's that was good. What I dug into, so that was good. We have, we know about as much as anybody else was whether it was some foreign government trying to cause chaos in the United States. Maybe it was the United States trying to cause chaos in the United States. Nobody knows outside of the fact that predominantly United States upper echelon uh, intelligence members were targeted and have been targeted over the last, I don't know, five years? No, more than that. Eight years. And it doesn't show any signs of stopping and they are no closer to figuring out who is responsible for it than they were when it began. So crazy. It is crazy. So if anybody, I know, like I said, we just recently had an email talking about it. If anybody else has any information or wants to add anything, feel free to shoot us a message. Uh, check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, and Reddit. Come be part of the Holocult. Join us on Wednesdays at our live on YouTube and Facebook at 8 p.m. Central Time to come and hang out, do some Q&A, share your weird stories. Until we meet again, Holocult, stay safe. 
stay weird and I hope none of you fall victim to the Immaculate Concussion.